Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 288, and today I'll be talking about Mr. Universe and Fragments from Steven Universe Future. I'm GC13. It's your boy Ken. I'm Isabel. I'm Sophia. And I'm David. <laughs> Let's see, um, just like this intro, these episodes were just such a mess. For Steven, anyway. I mean- Oh boy, Steven oof. is not- not likable at all. Steven is having a hard time, GC, and just is experiencing emotions a lot, and needs needs therapy. Needs desperately needs therapy. Yeah, he needs mm-hmm. someone to get him to sit back and be like, Steven, you know, your father hated his childhood, and you loved yours, so maybe saying he had a better childhood than yours is... At best, only half true? GC's perspective is so interesting to me here, because I, like, I'm the complete opposite. I think Steven's, like, almost entirely justified in most of the stuff he does here. Oh, yeah. Like, I see his perspective. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. I was hoping somebody else would, yes, share that. No, for me, I, (laughs) I grew up in a very, like, authoritarian, restrictive household. So for me, I'm like, you didn't go to public school? Like, that's the best... God-gracing gift you can give to your child is to not put them through the American public school system. Are you kidding me? I would have killed. But I also understand that you need a balance. There is authoritarian parent, which is what it sounds like. You're very intense. And then there's... No, I know the middle is authoritative, because that's not confusing. I got a psychology degree. That didn't count for nothing. Permissive. There we go. Permissive. So Stephen had a very permissive childhood. That's, well, I wouldn't say very permissive because a very permissive childhood involves a lot of like neglect and Stephen always had people paying attention to him and fulfilling his needs. Authoritative generally means like you have discipline and structure, but also freedom of expression and choice and all that. So Stephen had a lot of freedom in his childhood, maybe a little bit too much. Who knows how much trouble he got himself into before the show started. But yeah, he definitely craves for what he doesn't have. And Greg probably overcompensated a little bit based on how intense his childhood was. I think most of what Steven's anger there is that he now wants a different life than he has. And therefore right. he wants a different childhood than he had. I, I think that's where his anger is coming from. Not because mm-hmm. he thinks that he would have genuinely enjoyed Greg's parents. Because he was on Homeworld. He knows what authoritarian parents are like, and he hated it there too. Right. I mean, I think he's like looking at that and saying, I could have avoided all this if you had just raised me differently, which is obviously not true, but that's like where Steven's mind is at. But I, I do think that Greg's parents, definitely where Greg was coming from was real. And I think his parents, there's enough evidence between the unopened letters and the, you know, hidden music and the terrible like haircut he had to have for his picture, like, all those things add up to parents who were not ever listening to their child. Right, um, yeah. But at the same time, Greg was very, like, naive, and he straight up abandoned his parents, and he says, like, he never looked back, and maybe his parents were bad, but that's, like, really extreme for parents who still seem to reasonably like him, but we don't know, but maybe not. The The unopened letters are really the most damning thing, but... Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's mm-hmm. the... Because uh-huh. for me, it's just, like, Greg's a a reasonable guy. Maybe he wasn't as a kid because really nobody is. 
But I think, like, if he can go this far into adulthood and have seen this much in his life and still hold those opinions of his parents, like, it was probably really bad. Like, I trust in Greg's maturity and opinion. Maybe he's a little skewed, but, like, I, I, I trust Greg in saying that they're, they weren't the best. I get the impression that they were, like, an average level of bad and that Greg is just an unusually free spirit and just resented it a lot more than other people. He's not, like, that reasonable he has like very high emotional <laughs> intelligence but otherwise like i wouldn't trust his judgment of like relative uh i, I mean know, quality yeah. of upbringings well he had uh i guess certain emotional needs when it came to self-expression that were absolutely never met for sure i agree and so agree. He, yeah. he definitely very fo- focuses in on that so you know he may have had like other things that were you know maybe they were very supportive when he broke up with his first girlfriend or something like that but to him, like, he, and especially in that moment, because he was trying to find his music, like, he very much hones in on the fact that he had no freedom of expression at all. And so... Yeah, yeah not allowing him to listen to those, like, very PG songs is, uh, that's also pretty damning. <laughs> <laughs> but if you play it backwards... <laughs> no, um... <laughs> I was gonna say, also, music that hit me in this episode was the callback to the dad's what was it called the freaking music that played in the second well okay dear old dad but actually the dad's museum music that played in episode two when steven was like crawling through the uh storage garage that was the most like all it seems like every episode of future and i want to go back and like look at each one but they're all callbacks to these like specific episodes or, or motifs in steven universe but this one focusing in on such an early aspect of steven universe and also like in that episode greg was kind of dumb we we thought he was a lot more like dumb and deadbeat than we did just a few episodes later him you know in season one but you know that kind of like brought us back to questioning his character again and obviously we've like had to analyze a lot but just also bringing back that musical motif was pretty serious also hearing the zach callison in puberty singing that he had to do for dear old dad was (laughs) like I was like, wow, they brought of all the songs to just straight up play a second time in the show. Like that was like actually the moment where Steven's voice actor's voice was changing, which is why that song ended up sounding so strained. So I was like, oh, okay, we're doing this one again. But I I love all the like shot for shot remakes that they did between when they were playing the song and then later when they're sitting in the car and they're reversed in their seating position from Laser Light Cannon. That was really uh, cool. I do have an open question, though, about the end of the episode. The symbolism of Stephen deleting the Gregory DeMeo mm. yearbook photo. What does that mean? Uh, For me, like when I first saw it in my kind of immediate reaction, which I feel like is probably the best one to go with, at least for me, is that he's just dropping the argument, right? Not necessarily a good thing, right? He might still be harboring resentful feelings, but he's just sort of like, yeah, you know what? I'm done. I'm not, I'm not gonna, like, not dropping it in a healthy way. Like, he's just like, okay, whatever. I'm, like, it was, it's the first step in what we think is gonna happen in the promos in which Steven just leaves. And this is, like, the first real indicator that he's gonna do that. Right. I mean, he's, like, still showing interest in his dad's past, just like his season one self exploring his room. But then deleting that photo is, like, all of that Mm. enthusiasm is gone. And also that moment where he's, completely shutting out greg where greg's expressing his most like his most understanding self like he's straight uh, up 
praising Steven right after Steven tells him off, which that moment was just, that was real. That was, rough. that was a yeah. very real yeah, moment. That's really painful to watch. Yeah. yeah. It, the, like, God, Greg being so supportive, but that being actually the completely wrong thing for Steven to hear right <laughs> yeah. then was, uh, that was really a really well-written scene. But then, yeah, I feel like that him deleting that was kind of exposing us to the fact that Steven is just completely shutting his dad out at, at this point, which is yeah. bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that. I find that compelling, that good argument. Yeah, it, it, it's funny how, like, studying both psychology and medicine when they go through life stages and stuff, when they talk about adolescence, besides, like, the whole puberty stuff, they're also talking about, like, how adolescents ha- take very risk-taking behavior and generally have very strained relationships with their parents. And that's, like, so consistent that they put it in textbooks across two disciplines. So I feel like Steven, you know, he's dealing with all this, like, internal trauma in a very teenager way. You know, like screaming, leave me alone, and then running yeah. up into his room. Mm. Like, dang. That, that, <laughs> that's hit and relatable. Like, I don't get to shatter the glass when I scream, but <laughs> that's hit and relatable. Yeah, and he's really picking into anything he can find. Like, the fact that he related Greg's behavior back to Rose's slash Pink's and calling him as, you're just the same as mom. There's just so many feelings that he's dredging up and, and tying between these two people where like it's definitely not he's associating all those feelings he has about his mom with greg and i always find the way he talks about that fascinating too because steven always talks about his mom's side of the family as if it's just like another side and he talks about the diamonds having to go across the galaxy for them as if they really are just like his grandma's <laughs> his terrible abusive <laughs> dictatorial grandma's but uh it's so weird he's turning to them now yeah, so I, I guess I guess we could mention the the promo briefly since it's related to the whole family thing. Mm. I think it's like he's going to Homeworld because he wants that structure his father had, and he feels like he needs that after events that we'll discuss in a moment. But I don't think it's going to work out so well for Steven because the Diamonds were only able to control Pink by manipulating her need to be loved by them. And... Stephen does not need to be loved by the diamonds at all. He is expecting them to best him in a battle for which they are no longer armed. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good way of putting it. He wants what they were doing before the whole revolution thing. And is he going to the diamonds, or is that like a pretty solid hypothesis? That's a pretty solid guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he, he's definitely leaving. I mean, it's Homeworld Bound is the episode title. I don't know who else other than Spinell is on Homeworld that he would want oh, to Oh, Homeworld to. Bound. Okay, yeah, you know yes. what? No, that's not a guess. That's what's happening. Never mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. Never mind. <laughs> oh, the one after that, everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah, those episode titles, I'll tell you mm. what. I don't think the story is that Stephen goes to Homeworld to explain what the statue was that he saw with Lars that had, uh, you know, fusion arms. They're not, he's not going to go talk to a historian and, and fulfill my yeah. last lore wish. I think he's going to go have emotional trouble instead. <laughs> and he's definitely not gonna go find the chest's contents on Homeworld. Oh, <laughs> he's going time to open the chest. Maybe Lars is there. Having a date with Emerald. <laughs> or he, you know, pulls the, 
you know, he finally, you know, slaps line in the in the face and it turns out it's been a projection of, of Rose the whole time or slash pink. You know, oh. there's so many other paths yeah, no. we could <laughs> randomly, you know, throw at us last second. Yeah. You never know. Four oh. And now he's like no. a Superman overpowered just powerhouse of a boy who can do everything not limited to flight. So mm. Yeah, that flight. So okay. Uh on to fragments. fragments. <laughs> Wait, there's one th- one more thing in Mr. Universe. No one mentioned yet. Go for it. Okay, so now we know why Greg changed his last name to Universe because of the song Mr. Universe. Yeah, which that song. Oh, what a terrible tender moment to try to share with your son. <laughs> You know, this is what made us universes. And, and Stephen is like, what? Song. This cringeness is what <laughs> gave me my wow, Yeah. Oh my god. L- listening to this cringe song with my fail father. Yeah. <laughs> That's harsh. He is a millionaire. And Greg even explains it in such uplifting terms. Greg explains it in such uplifting terms that Steven's like, oh, the tomato is a much better name than Double Universe. <laughs> I'm like, Steven, man. <laughs> Steven was completely right in that scene, or at least justified. I don't know if he was, like, correct, but I don't know. I disagree yeah. with your attitude, GC. <laughs> he was not I mean, right. Are you kidding me? Make yourself I mean, whatever it's a wonderful you want. song. It's very uplifting. Steven, well, okay. Steven going to a courthouse and being like, actually, I'm Steven DeMeo now would be. Raise a lot of questions. No, he got a driver's license. He's on the record somewhere. Oh, you're right. He is. I forgot yes. about that. Yeah. Right. So he has to have a passport. Something. <laughs> he flew with Greg to Korea. Yeah, oh, but they right, used yeah. the Andy's plane, didn't they? Right. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. I mean, they still have to land. I don't know how it has the range for that. See, they got all the back channels to avoid the government for as long as possible. Turns out that uh, Greg is not necessarily going for freedom, but going for complete and utter privacy from the government's ever-watchful eye. He's off the grid. Wait, was Andy... Andy was Greg's brother, right? So Andy also grew up in this household, potentially? There wasn't any? Yeah. Oh, okay. He wasn't in any of the photographs in the background, so... No. I grew up in a van is a very good line. Mm -hmm. I just want to throw that out there. That, like, also hit me very hard. You grew up with true freedom. No, I grew up in a van. So good. Uh, well, I mean, like, if all of his needs were met. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely. And he was happy. Stephen had a great father in Greg and everything was great. I think the point was that just Stephen questioned it helped us. Again, I feel like all these we were talking, throwing out the word recontextualizing last podcast episode. And again, yeah. I just feel like there was a lot of recontextualization happening, which yeah, for doesn't sure. necessarily put Greg in a bad light again, but it just no. makes you think and go, hey, Steven maybe had a point, but he couldn't have voiced these things earlier. Like, hey, dad, did you notice that I have no other human friends? Maybe it's because I'm not enrolled in any kind of school or like, I feel like I don't have enough structure in my life. But at the same time, we've already seen it's kind of like how what happened to Rose where she was great and now she's an awful person yeah now yeah. we have this like last episode in mr universe to kind of still say greg was great and he's only had one episode where he was portrayed in a mildly mildly bad light at least by steven yeah but uh well steven's just yeah. learning about his trauma like a day ago or less than a day prior to this <laughs> yeah so, it's all, yeah so he's it's very like, fresh he's trying to figure out so the way you raised me inadvertently led me to have like all of this trauma which like very is very unusual like the sheer degree and magnitude of trauma steven has uh, had to endure in his life up until this point 
So he's like reevaluating what's led to this. And I think he has like a real point. Like if he had had a more normal upbringing, then a lot of this could have been avoided. Yeah. And then the cluster could have just emerged and everyone could have just died simultaneously and it would have been fine. You know, he would have just been, he would have been fine. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't like Greg's plan to like, you know, have Steven save the world from the cluster. Like Greg was just being not great, but. Like, it ended up working for the best, I agree, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I wasn't, I didn't mean to throw sarcasm on it. I just yeah, thought, sure. oh, yeah, what if Greg, or what if, uh, what if Steven had it? Of course, that's, like, a lot of the plot points in Steven Universe is some stuff happened, which is really lucky, because the cluster was yeah, yeah. a pretty big uh, cluster of a problem, so. Yeah, and I mean, like, what would have been improved if, for the first 14 years of his life, Steven had been involved in school and had, like, a quote-unquote normal childhood, right? I mean, I don't. Yeah, Greg does not. No, have an I, yeah, Steven I don't think it's the school aspect. I think, mm-hmm. and Steven yeah, Stephen never a needed a doctor. He definitely never needed a doctor. So he that was seen fine. One anyway, to set up like what his baseline vitals would be, <laughs> sure, so yeah. that uh, yeah. Doctor Maheshwaran can come in and be like, okay, this is high for you, right? Yeah, I, I think that one line from Greg though, where he said, "But you were a gem," was also a little telling in that. Even Greg viewed Steven as different, uh, as yeah. not just his human kid. That was that was a weird line where I was like, you know, and Steven doesn't even rebuke that specifically. He instead just rebukes being he's like, no, the problem was that I was a universe. Right. But uh, I thought that was a weird line because like even Greg sort of viewed the situation as, oh, yeah, I need to kind of pass Steven off to the gems as, as soon as it makes sense. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what happened, which is weird. But he always felt distanced from. Steven a little bit because of that aspect. But we've mm-hmm. seen that before in earlier episodes, too. Right. Well, no, because Greg very much wants to be there for his human half. Right. And then he knows that he should delegate the rest. Yeah. Yeah, because we saw that with um, the episodes where Steven was all messed up coming back from Homeworld. And he's like, oh, this is gem stuff. I don't know what to do. But the second it's like, oh, he's just, you know, conflicted over Connie. Like, he was immediately like, oh, yeah, I don't oh, yeah. how to deal with this. Girl problems. So, Let me take care of this. <laughs> I know girl problems. I feel bad <laughs> for you, son. The Mr. Universe knows them, yeah. I love how we're spending all this time talking about Mr. Universe, but it's fragments that people get. <laughs> yeah, yeah and which is, you know, what even happens in this episode, honestly? I mean, you know, Stephen gets, grows his own facial hair. <laughs> Wait, did he have facial hair before or after he started going pink? He had facial hair about day three into his training with Jasper, but it must have been only as part of his pink form because he completely went, Mm -hmm. he had a different hairstyle and wasn't as built and didn't have the hair when he uh, ran back home with his, uh, you know, while he was holding the OK symbol in his pocket or whatever. Mm. I don't know if you guys saw that meme of him with that. (laughs) But no, I did it. I I kind of pieced together what had happened because somebody mentioned something (laughs) in the podcast group chat, and I was like, ah, (laughs) well, it's okay. I mean, let's be honest, the the episode title kind of wears it on its sleeve. Yeah, there is a hint. I try not to look at those. (laughs) <laughs> the titles it. of the episodes as they no, play I right do, after I the theme song. I do not see it. Same, actually. I, well, wow. I see it at the beginning. That's dedication to spoilers. <laughs> oh, you don't even look at the part, title card like, when the episode But I, I'm not sitting there and then pause the episode and then, like, theorize about fragments. Like, I keep it plain. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair. <sighs> but, oh, oh, that was intense. And 
I think like Stephen could have possibly benefited from a sort of go away camp where he, you know, survives alone in the woods and, you know, introspects about himself, but nah, he didn't, he didn't play that right and ended up with a much bigger problem. Yeah, he goes to Murder Machine Jasper for advice on how to be. What did he think was going to happen? Yeah, and I mean, like, learning to control his powers by first knowing the limits of it is a good idea, but not, like, attacking a, just a regular gem. Like, Jasper's a powerful quartz, but he's he's got a lot going. Oh, he had a lot going. I mean, Jasper's a proud war criminal. Mm-hmm. And he went to her because he was worried that he might hurt somebody. <laughs> uh Yeah, and then Jasper being like, actually, I'm going to make this worse after she reforms. <laughs> I like to cause problems on purpose. That's the only thing I wrote down for this episode, is a reference to the game Alpha Protocol. It's about the end of this episode. Why do I get the feeling that she actually likes that I shot her repeatedly? Why do I get the feeling that Jasper likes that Steven shattered her? Yeah. I love that Jasper, people, Mm. like, when every character that gets introduced, people are like, all right, redemption arc, here we go. But Jasper has completely, (laughs) you know, put down, that is never happening. The fact that she reinforces, I am loyal to power, after she gets slaughtered is, um, I mean, that's dedication. So Jasper, Jasper never changed, because you literally, you can't change. We can completely break you apart, and, uh. And you still yeah. live. Also, I hope they healed all those corrupted gems because uh, there ain't any more diamond juice, which might be another good motivation for Steven they to go to home get anyway. more back. Mm. Well, now they they know they can sh- heal shattered gems with all four diamonds juices. Yeah. Yes, wow. yes. Um, <laughs> meaning that gems are now like literally immortal in every sense, which is pretty ridiculous. But okay. well, I mean, I think if you ground it to like a fine powder and then just blew it into the wind. <laughs> Right, then they just become breakfast someday. Yeah, but like otherwise. The, like the, the gem dust ink that's engraved in that like paper that Garnet had. Uh, yeah. I think that's gone. Yeah. Mm. Like rest in peace. They're gone. Way back into right. Entropy breakfast. will eventually break apart all of the molecules of the of the gems and they will be equally dispersed in space, so they'll at least die with the heat death of the universe. They don't need external energy to maintain their form. So, I mean, actually, I don't know that that's true. They really may be able to oh. hold their atoms together. <laughs> they avoid even the second law of thermodynamics. That would be horrifying. Also, even if they did split up, their consciousness lives forever, even in the powder, right? So, yeah. Wouldn't the gem eventually be torn apart as the universe expanded, expanded, expanded? Well, that's Oh, one yeah, of the, the gravity. Theories. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Well, like, if all the gems are, like, I'm just imagining, like, the heat death of the universe, and there's just <laughs> eternal blackness everywhere, and there's just a whole bunch of gems, like, holding hands in a circle. <laughs> Never letting go? <laughs> the one fusion in the center of the universe? Well, no, they're just doing it so they don't drift apart, and it's like, I spy with my little eye. <laughs> Something <laughs> They're playing I spy. <laughs> Untold septillions into the... <laughs> Pad Parasha tries to warn them, but it's too late. And then Pearl's like, oh wait, I have Uno. And like pulls a deck out of her gem and everyone's like, no! Paula <laughs> <laughs> suggested Uno for the last time. Oh, so, okay, so yeah, key points in this episode. Steven gets strong, he kills Jasper. Um, what, what else is there to say? 
Yeah, he also is at mm-hmm. least pescatarian, if not completely abandoning the uh, whole vegetarian thing. That made me sad. Implied, yeah. I- implied that he killed more. He was there for three days and he more than one fish. And he used to hide their faces in, in fear of their death. They also, no, well, they also did have, like, weird-looking faces. <laughs> wow, that's fair. And we'll never know why that, you know, maybe you can go <laughs> ask about Mask Island. What was the deal with Mask Island? Mm. Yeah, people are making a huge deal about Stephen not being a vegetarian anymore because he ate the fish, but it's like, I don't see it as that big a deal because it's, I've been a vegetarian for, like, a month, not, I'm a vegetarian now. Like, yeah, like, it's very telling. It's like, uh, yeah, how's that vegetarian diet going, Stephen? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that, like, six months ago. (laughs) And he could be doing, like, pescatarian or fish and fowl, or he's surviving out in the woods and doesn't see another option. He's like, eh, okay, this time. Well, he did eat a a hamburger in the last episode. It could be a It could have been an impossible burger, or impossible (sighs) burger. Well, yeah, in Stephen's alternate universe, maybe every burger is a... Vegan burger. We don't know. Yeah, those are vegan yeah, fish. Yeah, he, he might be off the wagon. <laughs> those are vegan fish. It's all plant-based. <laughs> <laughs> but they just think and feel and hurt. <laughs> so they're basically animals, but they are plants, we swear. <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, all vegetable matter, certified. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, I don't think Steven's even reached the height of his power. Oh, no. That's the the scary part. Uh, He only became that powerful as he started getting into it. Yeah, Yeah. see, Stephen's power, though, is making me think that the diamonds, I mean, I always felt that yellow and blue looked like they were holding back in the episodes where we've seen them launch their energy balls and their zappity zaps. I I like that Stephen's really pushing the limits of the uh, power we get to see, because, uh, you know, I you know, white controlling people, ghosting people. That's you know, that's okay. But I'm I'm here to see the limits of diamond power. I still want to see a diamond fusion. Eh, we'll get to see maybe a diamond monster, but uh, it's kind of kind of exciting despite all the death and despair. Yeah, the Stevens abilities tab on the wiki page for him is miles long. <laughs> yeah, it just got another mile yeah. longer. Power set, yes. It, like it, like I'm scrolling through uh, bubbles, and it's like we're not even halfway through that speed of <laughs> descent regulation, pink state. Like, dang! And that's just not that's not even in the video games. He could turn invincible with cookie cats. <laughs> yeah, all those video game items. It's like his spinach usages. <laughs> <laughs> at first, I at first I read it as invisible, and I was like, what? But invincible. Makes <laughs> If Steven gains invisibility powers in the next four episodes, I will not be uh, uh, shocked. <laughs> Boy. Damn. Yeah, that, uh, that All these powers. Whatever causes White Diamond to go haywire is going to be intense. Yeah, because that looks like a fusion between White Diamond and Jasper. Because of the gem placement. <laughs> Except it's, light, it's White Diamond but red. Jasper's orange. Orange and mm. orange and and white yeah, and but they red makes like pinkish. Ooh boy, though fragments was. <laughs> <laughs> Jasper made a really good point, though. It's like you, you're telling me you came out here to be alone, and yet you then walk towards the only person you knew was in this area, <laughs> and then I try to leave, and you follow me, and you came out here to be alone. Okay. I love Jasper's endgame. I love Jasper's endgame where she just sits pissed off and alone in the <laughs> woods, like tearing out grass blade by blade. I love And she that. knows it by name now. 
It's a one gem war against the earth, Sophia. The grass. <laughs> that that delivery of that line where she's just like, Bleh, that's disgusting. That was uh <laughs> I really oh, like that. that. Stephen kissing the tree was super cute. Yes, to Ugh. show that he still has some of his little his baby inside. <laughs> There was one other important part of this episode, which was the beginning of it, which was having the gems try to deal with the fallout of Steven crashing a van. And man, they were really about as far from understanding what Steven needed as possible. Although I guess we don't even really know what Steven needs, but they were pretty much fulfilling their archetypes of what Steven was complaining about to his cactus. It felt very natural, though. Like, I would say a yeah. thing I really appreciated yeah. in both of these episodes is that the buildup to the, the conflict felt very natural when it very easily oh, couldn't yeah. have. The only thing that didn't feel natural was, like GC was saying earlier, the fact that he even went to Jasper in the first place. That doesn't make any sense. But other than that, uh, everything else in these episodes. No, no, it makes it makes sense that he would. It's just she recognized that he was BSing himself. Right, I mean, he just wants someone who's the complete opposite of all of the relationships he has. I see. You know? Yeah, I was arguing that Jasper knows that Stephen thinks he wants to be alone, but he does not want to be alone. What I think it was interesting, in the end of Mr. Universe, Stephen is complaining about having an overly permissive father. And then in the second one, you have the gems who are trying to lay down the law. Okay, son, you got to sit down and talk with us. This is getting bad. And he's like, nope, 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 nope. So he doesn't want the permissive parent. He doesn't want the assertive parents and it looks like he's like, no, no, authoritarian parents are what I need. And again, like as soon as he doesn't want to sit in that tower, as soon as he decides, you know what, I'm actually done being punished. There's nothing they can do to stop him. Yeah, that's a good point. How are you going to ground Steven when he's the one of the most powerful beings in the universe? Like, are you going to have to bring the diamonds down? Like, let me go call your father. But it's <laughs> it's white, yellow and blue every time he, he needs he needs a punishing. Again, he's going to Homeworld thinking that they're tough enough to contain him, but they're not. He's stronger than they are, and he's emotionally tougher than they are. He's going to wrap them around his little finger, and if they try to fight him, he'll win. <sighs> yeah. It's going to be bad. It's going to be a big, bad finale. Yeah, and Steven can't be poofed. Uh. Can't be put in his, uh, his room to think about his actions. He can't be poofed, and imagine if the series ended... With that being answered. <laughs> oh, he, that he can be poofed? His flesh body is not no. made of light. It, it, where's it going it to go? Right. Where's it going to oh, go? Oh, it's not going to go. Is he gonna, going like, to turn inside out into his own gem? Like, that's not... Although apparently his injuries pretty much instantly heal. So I'm guessing the answer to what happens if Steven gets, like, mortally wounded is that he can't be. It just... He gets better. Well, what if he gets, like, decapitated? Can he recover <laughs> from that? If Steven had a second head that popped back, I, I don't know. I don't know. Did you watch the end of season one of One Punch Man, where uh, Saitama splats Boros and the body just... The mosquito? Oh, uh, yeah, it's so good. Squish it, no, he just squishes slaps him back he's together. But, yeah, where he's yeah, yeah. butt naked and slaps the mosquito up against well, the building. Well, that's not yeah, the I end of the that. season. Iconic. That's the second episode. Um, We'd have to do that to Steven. He's not going to, like, crawl back together like the Terminator and stitch his flesh back together. It would be much quicker than that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of glowing, a lot of PG. 
<laughs> I don't think there's anything PG about the scenario where Steven gets decapitated. You fall uh, off camera yeah. into a wood chipper, and then, like, he... <laughs> I mean, they didn't even show us Jasper get shattered. They had that happen completely off screen. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Yeah. Yeah, and Jasper's face, when she finally realized she might be in trouble, that was interesting. After all those years, she never thought she'd lose. What? Whoa. Didn't see that coming. I mean, like, technically speaking, I don't think there's anything wrong with a self-care trip, which is just you in the wilderness doing a little bit of martial arts, you know, thinking about life and introspecting, but Stephen went about it in such a wrong way. Again, he had the worst mentor he could possibly have exactly. had. Jasper, mm-hmm. who's just like, I found my hole and I'm going to keep sitting here tearing out grass until the end of time. Why, are, why do I need you here? It's great. I mean, Jasper could still teach kids karate. I think that would be a great endgame. No, them. she, I think this episode definitively proves you don't need <laughs> Jasper to be teaching anybody anything. <laughs> she could refound the Cobra Kai. What are you, weak? <laughs> like a five-year-old who can't <laughs> split like a styrofoam block. <laughs> she demands that all students be able to headbutt through three cinder blocks or else she won't teach them. Ooh. Maybe she'll teach, like, the Marines or something. I don't know. Oh, God. Don't put Jasper in the military. <laughs> that is the last thing she needs to find out about human culture. Although yeah. she'd probably think we they're pitiful anyway. We just need to anyway. sit down with a bunch of old Bob Ross tapes and mm-hmm. never show her paintings to anybody because they are probably very disturbing. Oh, I just remember this one comic that, like, a brief millisecond my brain thought was canon, but which was not, unfortunately, where Stephen gives Jasper, like, a little... A music player, and she gets really into the song "Sale." She <laughs> listens to it like constantly, and scares the crap out of uh, Steven because she just screams "Sale" suddenly. I can't believe house. that you even had a moment where you thought that that wasn't canon. I mean, that just sounds oh, like no, something. For me, I was like, "Wait, Jasper was in the music," and I was like, "No, <laughs> darn it!" <laughs> it didn't happen. It was so convincing too. So uh, those are the, the moments artist. we thought we were going to get in future, and then we got we got this yeah. instead. We thought it was all going to be. I wanted fun, happy adventures in Beach City. This is way more emotionally intense than what I was asking for. No, I was asking for this. I was asking for loose ends tie ups and the uh, big loose end being Stephen trauma. Bad. Hmm. Maybe fix that. Well, I'm Adam Jensen. I didn't ask for this. <laughs> Did you have any further thoughts, Isabel? Um, well, looking forward to the last four episodes of Steven Universe. <laughs> Ugh. And we might get comics, but this is the last of animated Steven. Yeah. We ever gonna get. <sighs> we can't be sad yeah, yet. We, we can hope they yet. decide to bring it back. Oh, God. I don't know if I trust this I mean, nah, nah, we thought Adventure Time ended, nah. but I feel like Adventure Time got its HBO revival because it's Adventure Time, and it can literally never end, but... Wait, it's coming back? I didn't even know. Wow. All right. You didn't know about Distant distant Lands? Well, we'll be covering that in May if the world isn't over. So So we're not going to be covering it in May. (laughs) We may or may not. Yeah, I mean, use all this free time you guys have in quarantine to rewatch Steven Universe. There's just like 11 hours of content in that or something. Yeah. Um, In between Animal Crossing. I think it's more like 30 or something. There are 28.6 hours of the main series, and then we have Steven Universe Future as well. 
That's a lot. All right. We would have known the answer to this immediately if they just released a full series Blu-ray disc. So, you know, that would have been cool. <laughs> Please. So, okay, let me, 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 there are 20 episodes in Steven Universe Future. Each one is 11 minutes. So, so 3.7 hours. Another 7 hours. So whatever number you 7. gave me, GC, which I immediately forgot. So it's it's like 32 or something. It's what? 32 is... There are that 32 hours <laughs> 32 of Steven Universe plus. total once the series <laughs> okay. ends. I'm just imagining so fan discourse. Fan discourse post Steven Universe Future is just... Ex- nailing down the exact duration of the series. Fan like, debates continue for years. Include credits, include Do we count song? the bonus? Do we count the shorts? Do the shorts yes. count to the runtime? Yes, yes shorts count, but content. the theme song and credits do not. Wait, what about the extended theme song? Does the th- extended theme song the count as a short? extended theme song does count as a short. How about the movie? Movie counts. Yes. Yes. It has been written. Mm-hmm. What about the pilot? No. Uh, you know what? Bonus content. Hmm. We'll count it for half. No, no, we count it for full. It's animated Steven content. But it's from like an AU. AU? What AU? What? No, it's real because Pearl, uh, Pearl's form is from the pilot. It's real. Oh, it all mm-hmm. happened. I think that's just it's an, an alternate Easter timeline egg. That's an Easter that Steven egg. accidentally created. Yeah, we no, we don't count the pilot. The pilot's not Steven Universe, technically. So, what, 32 hours? <laughs> you bust that out in two days in quarantine. <laughs> Easy peasy. <laughs> Just don't sleep. Just no life it. Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Me hurdy. I, I second that. Me hurdy. <laughs> Hurting my inside. heart, baby. Uh. I still cry a little bit when, when Steven has his meltdown in front of Greg. Yeah. Mr. Universe is definitely going to be one of those episodes that I keep coming back to thinking about. So that, that was a... Uh, both Mr. Greg and Mr. Universe. <laughs> Super important episodes in the show. Yeah, Mr. Universe was an easy 10 out of 10 for me. Super, super good. And then uh, Fragments was also good in a more like kind of stereotypical way. It doesn't have like the same emotional weight, but uh, has a badass fight scene. So that's cool. Anyway, guys, that's us on Mr. Universe and Fragments. Join us next week for the finale of Steven Universe Future. <laughs> mm-hmm. Until then, I'm GC13. I'm Ken. I'm Isabel. I'm Sophia. And I'm David. We did it! Yay! Wait, are you gonna say the iTunes? Oh, that's Apple right! Podcast? Oh, that's right! <laughs> um, I was gonna let you um, Leave us a review on iTunes. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.